Hey everyone, welcome into the Irish NFL show. Uh, it's another week in the NFL. Will we ever calm down? This has been a mad week already. We've got a bit of a Germany special today. We've got Dr. Alexander Steinfurt, who's the GM for NFL Deutschland, and also former New England Patriot, current Las Vegas Raider, Jakob Johnson, just off a move to Vegas, is joining us today. But we're going to start the show off, well, first off, by announcing our sponsors, Mini Arcade Systems, Trust Gaming, and the college, the, the Arlingas College Football Classic. You can get more information, collegefootballireland.com, hoping that tickets are going to go on sale very soon, so we let you know whenever they do. Uh, let's start off, Colin Cronin, Brian O'Leary, lads, welcome in. Uh, how are we doing after a bit of a interesting St. Patrick's Day in the NFL? It never, never stops. We've talked about it, but I think it is uh, absolutely year-round at, at this point. The the feeling was, you know, maybe uh, the week after free agency, it would calm down. Absolutely no chance. And I think the the game has changed a little bit. I would not be surprised if we continue to see moves and trades and all sorts of shenanigans between now and the beginning of the the draft in uh, just a few weeks now. Brian, if you had told me at the end of last season, as we were returning from the States in the Super Bowl, the players that have moved on to new teams, you would never believe it. One or two players, potentially maybe, but what's happened over the past week or so, we joked finishing the show Tuesday last week, you know, will we have enough to discuss on Sunday? Well, we had plenty to discuss and we've got plenty to discuss because even since then, there's been some crazy, crazy moves. Yeah, I enjoyed listening and watching the show back on Sunday. You can get it on your good podcast provider. Just search Irish NFL Show. If you are listening to the podcast, folks, please do give us a review if you can and, and the comments. Uh, whether good or bad, we'll, we'll, we'll try and improve. But thank you very much for the support. We're going to focus on two things today before we get our guests on. Uh, first off, Tyreek Hill is going to the Dolphins. Um, Colm, do you want to start us off? What's your thoughts on this unbelievable move? Um, it's it's certainly a very interesting one. Obviously, it's it's a decent haul. You would have to say, firstly, uh, for a, a wide receiver, given that we have seen uh, Devonta Adams go for for less, and obviously Hill is going to get a, a big contract out of this. The, for the Dolphins, they made big moves on the O line. They're they're obviously going all in with their new head coach, and they they want to give two weapons. For the Chiefs, it's it's a very interesting move. Uh, I I wonder why they're doing it. It is their um uh, a, a, an Alex Ferguson yap stam type situation here because otherwise it doesn't make a great deal of sense. We've seen the players talk about it. Sue Cravens was uh, and Chris Harris, guys who played against uh, Tyree Kill, talking about it on Twitter. He changes everything. He scares the life out of defenders. He makes you play in a different way. And last year, we saw basically every single Chiefs opponents, bar the, the Raiders, and they got burned as a result, play with the, the really too high safety. They were desperately trying to take away um, the deep threat from Tyree Kill. That changes how the Chiefs have to do business, but it also changes how defenses ha have to do business. It is um, a kind of a, 
as somewhat uh, enormously surprising. And um, you'd have to say that given what we have seen um, Tyreek Hill do in his time in the the league, it will it will impact. There is no direct replacement. We have seen teams try to bring players in to be a Tyreek Hill type player, but nobody has been able to do it um, to the extent that he has been able to. Brian, I find this move unbelievable, but I think it goes down to the whole point again. The contract that was given to Patrick Mahomes is going to have rupture effects on this team for the next four, five, six years. I thought you were playing the piano there in the background, Michael. Yeah, so look, um, we discussed this last week with Rodgers, you know, with the Devontae Adams trade. The reality is, we touched on it last week before even Devontae Adams trade got announced. The, the reality, if you're going to consume some of your cap to a quarterback, in the regional 34%, inevitably you're gonna you're gonna drop the drop off is too much. You can't continue to reward every other player. The Tyreek Hill has been in and out of conversations for the past while, and it doesn't come as a, a massive surprise that this has come around because as Colin said, things haven't been right in large parts in in um, in Kansas City. And I looked at the draft order there, they've picked up the 29th pick in the draft. And I think from Miami's perspective, they probably looked at it and said, Are we gonna get a player, you know, who can take the top off of the of a defense in the draft? At that, at that stage, because they've, they've committed to it, but it looks like the new head coach has said, you know, judging by what he said at the combine, he, he feels he's too, he's a good quarterback and he can get more out of him. So where are we going to go in the draft? Where are they going to wait and see what was best available? I think it's for the Dolphins, it's given themselves the opportunity to push back into a situation where they already have a good team. We saw how strong they were during the season last year. They obviously started off poorly, came good again, and they just were left a little bit short in the end, and similar to the season before. They've got the players there, new coach, um, it's a statement for them. You know, they're in a division where the Bills have been quite dominant for the past few years. The Patriots obviously had a resurgence last year and made the playoffs. The Dolphins were on the outside looking in. They obviously feel they need to address it. And they've had a huge 48 hours because they brought in Armstead on the offensive line as well from the Saints. So that was a significant sign. In five years, 75 million. I know the detail in the contract is probably probably slightly different, but um, it's a huge statement for the Dolphins, for the Chiefs. Um, now with the 29th and 30th pick, I'd imagine they will be looking at an explosive wide receiver. There is quite a few coming out in this, in this draft, and a lot of it, the talk is around how many will go in the fourth round. I certainly think either to 29th or 30th pick, they'll be taking a wide receiver. And Schefter has uh, just announced, and by the time viewers are seeing this, the details will be out, but he has agreed to a new contract as well. So um, the, the, the Dolphins getting him, it'll be interesting to see what that looks like uh but the the other thing in terms of what Tyreek Hill has done um and Schefter tweeted this earlier is um that he um his what he has accomplished I suppose since he first came into to the league has been phenomenal he's up there he's one of four players since 1970 with at least six touchdown catches in each of his first six seasons and the other three are Randy Moss Larry Fitz and Marvin Harrison. So he is in some exalted company. If he can continue to be the deep threat um, that we have seen him to be, it will make all sorts of difference with Mike McDaniel and his offensive mind and what he schemes up in terms of the, the running plays with Waddle and now Tyree Kill. They're 
they should they should at least on paper but everything looks good on paper but they should be quite fascinating to watch on offense next year suddenly you know we talked about the AFC West and what an interesting division the A- the AFC East just got a lot more interesting uh yeah Brian thanks for calling me out on the piano stuff uh, my wife has made two appearances on this week's show basically she's tutoring piano next door and then she also dropped her phone during the Jakob Johnson interview. So thank you very much, Mrs. McQuaid. I'm only joking. Uh, I'm stunned that they traded them to an AFC team. Genuinely. And I I think we have to now ask, and the fallout's going to happen over the next few weeks. We can sit here and say, and uh, Brian, you text me earlier on about this as well, saying like, oh, the Chiefs will go for wide receiver in the draft. That's grand. But how many Jamar Chases are out there? Like, and of course, there's explosive players in the draft. There's always going to be those players that's going to work for certain teams. But are you really going to draft a wide receiver, come in in April, May time when they sign their contract and try and learn that Patrick Mahomes spread offense or style offense in that, that little time? I, I just, I don't understand the move. Give it one month ago before the AFC West got to like Avengers style stuff. The Chiefs were by far the best team in, in, in that division. Are they now? Already the second best team. Someone tell me who's the best team in the FC West. I think we'd all have a difference of opinion on that. Uh, I'm not really sure. Genuinely, you could look at the attributes of all four teams and say who are the best. I think the Raiders have done some incredible stuff over the past week. The Broncos, obviously, you know, brought in. But I, I said on Sunday, I felt they brought in some good players outside of the Wilson deal. And obviously, Russell Wilson is a, is a fantastic quarterback. Chargers have brought in four players in defense that I think will make a huge improvement on that defense because ultimately that was where they fell down last year. Um I agree with you to a certain extent on the wide receiver situation. The Jamar Chase are probably we're getting into draft conversations. Garrett Wilson, Ohio, Ohio State, he's going to be a high class player. The reality is the top end wide receivers in this draft will be long gone before they hit 29. When I heard the draft when I heard the trade, I I, I thought Miami were further up the draft board. But obviously they did that trade last year between the 49ers and the Eagles and everything got moved around. So they're down at 29, so that, that pick is gone, which is why I felt from a Dolphins perspective, they said, yeah, sure, of course we'll give that away. We're not going to get a player at the same level as, as Tyreek Hill. It's a huge move for the Dolphins. For the Chiefs, I think it's a, it's a bit of a, I'm not saying it's a rebuild because they've got a lot of players there, but they um, they brought in Juju. They're bringing in Scantling today from the Packers for a, a discussion that I imagine he's going to sign. They're going a different direction. You know, it, it, will their offense be as explosive? It's hard to tell. Will they be competitive and in the division? I believe so. As every Colin, team... and Brian makes a fair point there about the Raiders. I haven't given them, I haven't been on the show to give them enough credit. Some of their moves have been unbelievable, and we've got one of them on this week's show. Uh, who, who's the best team in the West at the minute? I think it's a tie. That, that's how crazy this division is. Uh, look, with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in situ, you would have to say that the Chiefs are still favourites. But they now, in, in losing Hill, they definitely lose a, a big part of their offence. But Andy Reid has not had a losing season uh, while he has been with the, the Chiefs. I mean, that is phenomenal. The guy has more than 100 wins with two franchises. So I, I'm going to have them as, as favorites. But yes, everyone has been retooling. Um, I haven't loved the the Chargers moves. I, I would have to say I'm still a massive fan of Justin Herbert, but I, I've said that I I'm a bit baffled. I still think they have issues, um, you know, stopping the run at present. And yeah, they, they gave uh, Mike Williams the deal. I'm not I'm not sure he is. All, all that um you know other wr ones are but 
the reality is that the Broncos have a first-year head coach, right? How How is he going to do? We, we have to see that. And for the Raiders, yes, they have um, a nucleus of, of players and they brought in um, some really serious talent. We have to see how Josh McDaniels does as uh, head coach. Obviously, the first time around in Denver, it didn't go so well. Now, already he seems to have learned some things. But you would have to say that this definitely weakens the, the Chiefs, right? Because there isn't a player like Tyreek Hill. It won't matter if they, no matter who they draft, it will still take time. But Burrow and Chase already had that relationship. Uh, Mahomes and, and Tyreek Hill, they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl. If Ty, without Tyreek Hill, they do not win that Super Bowl because Mahomes was able to throw that bomb down the field and that absolutely changed the, the game. So this is this is the big loss. I'm sure Andy Reid uh, will undoubtedly have a scheme, uh, but they it will be fascinating to see what way the, the Chiefs look to. I think Brian is right. It, they probably have to go in a different direction now. What will that look like? I can't wait to see it, boys. I think we could. it's that big of a move that we could talk about it for years. I know everyone's getting a tour of my house this week. Uh, let's look at the second deal before we get our first guest on. Matty Ice, Matt Ryan is going to Indianapolis. He arrived in Indianapolis on Tuesday this week with the wife, the kids, Blue, etc. Um, I'm just going to say it because I'll let you boys maybe give your thoughts and then we'll get the guests. And I love this move for the Colts. I, I think it's great. They've got the roster. Matty Ice can come in. He can, it, look, and I watched Good Morning Football this week. Matt Ryan's a good quarterback, right? He's not gonna. He wasn't the reason they lost that game against New England in the Super Bowl. And we're not gonna go down that hole right now, right? But I think, I think they really challenged for for that division. I think Tennessee is on a warning here with, with, with this move. I think Julio could go to Indianapolis now. I love it, Colin. What's your thoughts on this move? I think it's baffling from the Falcons. In you know, I, I don't understand what the Falcons thinking is. They they were going they decided that they would go all in on trying to get to Sean Watson. They put aside any character concerns and it looked like they were going to get him. We talked about it on, on the show on uh, last Sunday, Kyle Pitts tweeting um, and, and then having to delete it. But to, to me, they, once they Matt Ryan had agreed that he would push back um, his, his signing bonus. So he obviously, once they had done that, you know, you can't really stay stay around. Yeah, I, I think for the Colts, I think it's an upgrade on Carson Wentz, but it's another um, year of, of, of a new QB. I thought Ryan played at a, a very decent level um, last year. For the Falcons, they bring Mariota in. Our, our friend D. Orlando, it, he said he's not going to mince his words. He calls it a rebuild. Arthur Blank isn't getting any younger um you'd have to say it's not like they have a huge amount of weapons um obviously with calvin ridley um sitting on sidelines due to that uh, 17 game suspension for putting on a 1500 bet but it it kind of you're paying 55 million to Matty Ryan and to Julio Jones, who aren't going to be on your team. It is staggering the dead cap hit that they are taking. And I, I'm 
you know, you're, again, you're looking at it bringing Mariota. It's a reclamation project. It's a bit like when Tannehill went to Tennessee. You're hoping that obviously the couple of years that he had with the Raiders, when he used to kind of come in as a relief pitcher um, in, in ways, it, yeah, let's let's see. Arthur Arthur Smith is very creative, um, and as an offensive coach, but um, I I have to say I thought Matt Ryan handled the situation really well. In you know he he I think he got a raw deal, but I think he's been very classy in his statements, very classy in the way he has handled the situation. The Colts certainly have upgraded, um, but for Falcons fans it's got to be looking looking at this and and wondering what, what's it all about yeah like i'm kind of i suppose i'm column is kind of stole my tongue to a certain extent like i don't understand what the strategy is with the falcons because over the past 18 months they seem to be flip-flopping around what they want to do because if it wasn't for the fact that kyle pitts is deemed to be a generational player coming out of the draft last year i i'm convinced they would have taken a quarterback and at the time that would have been the right thing to do and i think matt ryan would have fully understand that they were looking to the future and i don't think he would have had an issue with it um then last week as columns that they were all in on watson so therefore yeah we're all in we're 100 going for it this season and obviously we'll move matty ryan on and then this week it's like fine we're gonna matt ryan has got his wishes because matt ryan has done it in a professional manner but i imagine he said fine look he's, he's it hasn't materialized in terms of the move but i want my move because um it's clear that you don't want me here you know in terms of me being the quarterback this year and the fact that Mariota's come in for me and it kind of confirms that they are in the rebuild and I think interestingly now the Falcons are picking at eight in the draft and you know I know we've spoke briefly on the draft and we're going to have more coverage over the coming weeks around if this quarterback's suitable to be you know to be drafted in the top 10 top 15 but I think they're they really are a live bet now to be looking at Malik Willis because I don't think Mariota is the long-term answer like what have you seen from Mariota in in LA, like his stock has gone up so much, and he's only played two games in two years, and he comes in on certain players which are, you know, feasible for what the Raiders were trying to do at the time. And he had one good game against the Dolphins, you know, the Christmas before last, and yeah, he's been highly sought after as a player potentially to go back and be a starter. So for me, it's a rebuild, and for Matt Ryan, he's look, Matt Ryan is more deserving of the playoff opportunities he's had because he's had a really successful career, and he's. The ultimate pro and he'll go in there to close and i do agree with you michael i think they are fair and favorites for the division now i think Tannehill is a question mark with the titans and i think they're going to borrow time with him and it puts them back in position because let's not forget if wentz and that team played well in week 17 week 18 whatever it was they would have been in the playoffs so they're a team on on the verge of pushing on and i think he's the kind of quarterback that will get them there but still from the Colts' point of view it doesn't solve the issue in the long run they've had five quarterbacks in five years at some stage, the penny has to drop that you just can't keep turning over quarterbacks and expect to be successful every year. Believe me, your last point, I know exactly what you mean there. I feel like we have a lot that we could talk about Baker Mayfield. If anything has happened, and this is pre-recorded, we'll try and get something else out as well. Um, just, one say, just, thing, just, just one thing, yeah. just on the Falcons, Michael, What the other thing that we just we just to touch on is Terry Fontenot, like what does this, like he's now in his second year um, as as GM. Obviously last year didn't go as, as they, he wanted. If, what what are they, if they don't take a, a QB and we, we know it's not a, a super QB, what does it mean for, for Terry Fontenot as, as well, who was enormously uh, regarded and um, rightly so when he took the job. But you'd have to say if, 
if the Falcons, there's pressure, and, and Arthur Smith did not acknowledge that they have to win. But if they have a, a you know another losing season at the end of this, and he's had two losing seasons in his first year as um, first couple of years as GM, you yeah, it's, it's less than ideal. Yeah, I was gonna say as well, like Arthur Blanks came out recently and well in recent years i'm not sure the exact date saying they have to have it like any good team has a succession plan is marcus mariota's succession plan like what is the plan what's going on as i know you boys have touched on there um so I, just I on the contract mariota it's a two-year deal but effectively it's written off after the fourth year if it doesn't work out so they can work they can walk away no cap concerns after 12 months it doesn't materialize so essentially he's on a one-year deal that again for me puts it in the, in a draft quarterback scenario where Mariota is the holding guy in terms of being the quarterback. If the guy comes in and does well, similar to Mac Jones type of scenario, he could be the quarterback come come week one or he'll step in during the season. So for me, expect the Falcons to be in that quarterback merry-go-round come April in the draft. Let's see what happens. Let's see if maybe Baker Mayfield might go somewhere over the next few days. I don't know what's going to happen. He could be gone by the time I've said this and it's gone out live. Folks, thanks again for watching. Uh, we've got two great interviews now. We're also on TikTok at NFL Ireland. Make sure to give us a follow for a bit of crack on there. You can follow us, message us, etc. Uh, and our first guest today is the new GM of NFL Deutschland, NFL Germany, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming to Munich this autumn. It's great to, to talk to Dr. Alexander Steinforth.